It is Tuesday, it's February 6th. This is the Big Sports Breakfast on Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab. A very good morning to you if you're just tuning in. We're just watching Manchester City at Brentford in West London this morning in the Premier League. Ten minutes in and <laughs> to say it's looked like one-way traffic would be an understatement. It's barely looked like Brentford have touched the ball after ten minutes. Uh, just a nice save by their keeper there. Uh, and you've got uh, the likes of De Bruyne and Haaland uh, playing together. I think this is the first time they've started since, or started together since De Bruyne returned after his extended layoff due to a hamstring injury suffered, I think it was back in the first match of the season. But City, here they are just laying siege to the Bees goal. You'd be a big Bees fan, Loz. Are they one of your teams? I mean, you've changed 14 no, NFL I've teams never, this nev- season. never what? been a Brentford man. Yeah. I've always Not been yet. one of the big three. Until they're in the top four, then you'll drift over. And and you'll be like, oh, the the rags to riches story. So who is your EPL team? I've got a number of them. Man City, Liverpool. You've got a number of them You're not allowed to be a Liverpool fan. Man City and Liverpool. You just just said both those teams in the same breath. Yep. Yep. Okay. So you have zero loyalty. That's what we have worked out. I'm a winner. Yeah, okay. So you go for the team that wins. What about in origin this year? If Queensland win, do you go for Queensland? W-I-N-N-E-R. I'm a winner. Will you go for Queensland if they win? No. But you support winners? Yeah, but not in origin. Were you going for the West Indies in the last test at the Gabba? No, but I wanted them to do well. So I'm confused. You're contradicting yourself. No, well, in the sports overseas. Don't look for rational <laughs> yeah. thought, Clark. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the rules are different in Australia. Yeah, okay. most definitely. Most okay. definitely. But overseas, whoever yeah. wins. Yeah. Like it. I don't lose too many times. You must have a lot of jerseys in your wardrobe. I have. And caps. Caps, yeah. shorts, singlets, Flags. everything. Yep. <laughs> yep. Did you take your Wallabies jersey when you went overseas? When they were on their way home, or did you leave it at home? Uh, I took my wallaby cap. You took your cap. Did you wear it? No, I didn't get a chance to wear it. <laughs> you could say we're back home. <laughs> <laughs> but I did buy an all-black one. I bought an yeah. Irish one. They're mm. on the two teams. What did you take this year on the wallabies? Are you back on them or are you staying off? No, I'll, I reckon they'll go all right this year. So you're back on? Well, they're playing Wales, I Worked out, and Wales got beaten by Scotland in the Six Nations on the weekend. Held down twenty-seven nil. Yeah, just so, after half time. So, so we'll we can't lose. So we'll smash Wales. Oh, so we can't lose. You reckon? Except we, they only beat us forty to six at the World Cup. Yeah, but that was <laughs> that was the end of that, that was Eddie's fault. Yeah, that was in the Northern Hemisphere. That was Eddie's fault. No, there's a new. There's a good vibe around. You're not, Schmidt. You're Joe not, Schmidt. You're not going for Japan. No. Okay. I thought you were an Eddie man. I like Eddie. Most definitely, mm. I like Eddie. But I reckon, I reckon the Wallabies this year will beat Wales. There you go. Okay. There you go. Big statements mm. on February 6th. We're going to talk some cricket now, though. And it's great to be joined fresh off his player of the match performance uh, the other night for the Aussies against the West Indies. Joining us, Aussie bowling all-rounder, Sean Abbott. Sean, good morning. Not sure, Mido. Morning, guys. Might be a batting all-rounder. Not sure bowling okay. all-rounder. You can call him that anymore. Well, you have been... All-rounder, you can call You him. have been spruiking his batting for a long time here right. on this show, Pup. But congratulations, Sean, on your performance the other night. And I guess... First, to just describe, I guess, the personal satisfaction of putting that performance together with bat and ball at the, bat and ball at the SCG. Um, yeah, I'm, I was pretty, pretty stoked. Still you know, waking up this morning, pretty stoked about it. Obviously, we've got another game today, but um, yeah, in front of 
uh, a lot of friends and family in at a home crowd um, at the SCG. It was pretty cool. Um, I said that after the game, you know, if I'm getting a, a good hit at it, it probably means we've lost a few too many wickets. But um, it was a very enjoyable evening, that's for sure. Yeah, Sean, it must be a tough... Well, f- firstly, I'm sure you're wrapped to get an opportunity to play for Australia. Don't get me wrong. But the situation you're in at the moment, it's you, you just need to perform every single time you get a crack because Australia at full strength, it's hard to break into that eleven. Um, and again, your situation as an all-rounder, there's a number of players that are, you know, that are performing with both bat and ball. So is that, you know, again, you go into another game today in Canberra. Is that your attitude every time you put that strip on? Yeah, I think it has to be, mate. Um, and, you know, obviously it's playing for your country. You're going to go out there and try and do that anyway. But there's absolutely no hiding how good our team is, especially the bowling attack. So, you know, I'm... I'm going to get picked on my bowling first and foremost. And obviously, if I get a chance to perform with the bat, that's great. But um, you know, even if I um, lurk my way into seven, there's still a lot of guys that um, you know are performing really well. Obviously, Aaron Hardy batted seven last game. And we all know how how good he's going with the bat uh, as a batting all-rounder. And you know, I'm sure Marcus Steinis is, is working his backside off to get back into the team as well. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a it's a funny situation, but I think it's one that sort of you know drives me to get better each and every day, and I hope that um, me performing well sort of you know pushes the other guys to to keep going. Um, who have been in the team you know day in day out for a long time, performing well. Well, on today, buddy, what's the uh, what's it look like outside your blinds? Are you out of bed yet? Have you even checked? Because it's absolutely <laughs> oh. bucketing down here. I've walked outside half an hour and go to grab a coffee, and it's great weather for ducks, I must admit. Um, which is not it's disappointing. I, was, I think today's was, was probably going to be the better wicket out of the three um, for batting, so it would have been a nice challenge with the ball. But, um, nah, it's a... Yeah, it'll, cl- moment, it'll clear so. up, mate. It'll clear up. Oh, Canberra boy. Here we yeah. go. Yeah. Canberra boy. Mate, I'm telling you. <laughs> Full game, 50 overs aside. Yep. yep. Love no, it, Oz. Love it. No reduction whatsoever. Love it. It'll be a 50 over game. Okay. I'll tell you what it is. Do you enjoy playing at Marnica Oval, Sean? I mean, it's a it's a big oval and one yeah, that yeah. Canberrans love and yeah. take great pride in um, with that old scoreboard there. Do, do, do the guys enjoy playing on that surface and that, that uh, arena? Yes. Like I said, it's probably one of the better batting wickets going around and it provides a great challenge if you're a bowler. Um, but we've always had good crowds down here. I've played a couple of games for Australia down here now and it's always been... A great atmosphere. Um, I think playing against India probably helps that. There's a few people that probably travelled down for that one. But um, um, even for Big Bash and, you know, when we've played here for New South Wales, it's always been a good wicket um, and a good crowd, which is you know, all you can ask for um, as a player. Um, so I love travelling down the highway and um, playing at Monica. We're speaking with Australia's Sean Abbott. Sean, Jake Fraser-McGurk, uh, a short but... Impactful start to his international career. Six four out, pretty much ten on five balls. But just describe how unique a talent he's. So obviously, we see this, you know, young kid who just the middle of his bat seems to be fatter than a lot of other middles of the bat. So, I mean, what what sort of talent do you see behind the scenes? Um, I mean, I've I, I bowled him in the big bash this year, obviously, and he, and he batted pretty well. Got to start, but. Bowling to him in the nets down in Melbourne, um, I got to see just how much time he's got when he's, you know, if you bowl, bowl a good ball and 
Um, he just seems to stand up on his toes and, you know, lace it through the offside. He's, he's one of these kids, I don't know if, you know, you hear other people talk about, you know, some of the better batters that have gone and they speak about how much time they've got. He's, he's certainly one that's got time. And then he's got an attitude, obviously, that he really wants to get there and get on with it. Um, they're playing his first international game a couple of days ago for Australia and he's taking on um, a young kid who can get up there and touch 150. So, um you know, that's sort of the way we've been looking to play our cricket uh, as a batting unit for a little while, but um, he took a few less balls to have a look the other night. So um, he's a hell of a talent. There's absolutely no doubt about that. I think Glenn Maxwell's comments were absolutely spot on. Now, you're talking to us, which we greatly appreciate. Are you playing today, Sean? <laughs> if the weather's... Yeah, good. well, wouldn't I be? Yeah, we're worried about the weather. Yeah, well, if, you know... Mate, he's first picked. Yeah, you watch well, a game the other night? Yeah, well, well the rotation policy, is that what you're talking well, about? Well, no, I'm talking about if Michael Clark was captain, none of the players playing that day would be talking to the media. Yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah, oh, Certainly exactly. not my best player. Oh, I'd be saying, mate, exactly. you're staying wrapped in cotton wool. It's exactly 7.19. You'd be snoring. <laughs> still be sleeping. Don't, <laughs> don't wake my player up, mate. Well, He's got a big question. job to do today. There's <laughs> still a nap left in me before the game, though. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, every bowler has catches dropped off you and great catches taken. Tell us about Cameron Green's hands and that catch he took off your bowling the other night. Uh, I said to him straight away, it looked like he was all over another another cheeseburger. He's a bloke with a bottomless pit. So um, <laughs> oh, he had a pretty good view of it and I didn't think he was anywhere near it until it went into his hands. So I was obviously chuffed because I think, I think Big Rossum was out there just happy to bat for Reading. So... I was, I was happy to see the back of him um, and bowl the lads out. So, a spectacular catch. He's actually, I don't know, for a big man, I don't know if you guys can tell on TV, but he's actually one of the quickest in the TV, um, quickest in the team and one of the better movers. So, I don't think there's too many other blokes that are getting anywhere near it. They'll probably just stick the hand up uh, for mid on the ground, that one. Yeah, he's got great hair. He's, he took some great catches through the summer in the in gully. And I said to the boys in here, Sean, that fielding in gully is a lot tougher than it looks. It's very hard to pick the ball up off the bat. Um, so you've got to be a specialist in that area. But, yeah, that was a great catch at mid-wicket as well. And, again, on that, mate, do you see uh, much changing in and around the eleven? Um, and then also roles in that 11. It seems like uh, Smitty's pretty set on him and Marnus through that middle order. Uh, which allows the guys to be quite aggressive in the in that top three, and then right at the death as well with some power power through the the all rounders through the middle. Yeah, I think obviously we'll, we're going to have to make one change tonight because um, uh, I've done. I'm not sure how short his legs pulled up. Yeah, or he's hammy. Yeah. Um, so hopefully we've been on the Smitty last night when we we're downstairs getting dinner. I was like, mate, probably just shove me up to seven. I reckon <laughs> bring another all rounder in. We've got eight bowling options. I'll just bowl. <laughs> I'll just bowl five through the middle and you know yeah. get in Clarky's cryo chamber. Exactly. And right. have a rest, and then um, you'd be good for the bat. Yeah. So I think we might have to make one change. It's not confirmed yet, but um, yeah, we may have. Hopefully, I can slide up, slide up the order. Maybe I've been putting some pressure on Smitty, but I haven't heard yet. Um, and get another bowl in. Uh, I know you move in after this game into the two twenties, and then you got a tour to New Zealand. When do they inform you whether you're on that tour or not, or do you? No, already have they selected the squad? Uh, I don't think so. Have they? Hopefully today, so I can start making some plans, man. It'd be good yep. in and around some some cricket at home, and uh, yeah, awesome golf in New Zealand. Maybe <laughs> see how we go. 
Uh, but I think we'll probably find out today or tomorrow, I'd imagine. Or maybe even at the game, after the game. Well, appreciate your time, mate. And uh, go well today. Hopefully we get some cricket, first and foremost. But thanks again for talking to us, Sean. Thanks, gents. Have a good one. Great stuff. Sean Abbott there. Oh, what about this? Brentford, 1-0 up. He's been smoking them. Uh, all Every time I've looked up, they've, they've been down bet. their own end. I'll take you, mate. Oh, oh, no, I don't. I, <laughs> I, I obviously just happened in the last couple of minutes because all we've seen is them down their own end. Mm. They've obviously, I don't know, counted and managed to go 1-0 up. You beauty. Go Brentford. Uh, just reading here as well that... There will be a news conference today with No Limit Boxing and Joey Leilua and Curtis Scott are going to fight each other in Wollongong. Well, Curtis Scott's been chasing an opponent yeah. for yeah. months, They would it? have played together too, wouldn't they, at the Raiders? Oh, um, would they, different they, weight class, they? replace they? each Lots? other? Oh. Curtis might have replaced Joey. Is Joey not much bigger than Curtis? Joey's a big boy, yeah. Yeah, how's that? <laughs> weight division, yeah, no how, weight division. Well, how's the weight difference? Because I reckon Joey's Joey. much bigger. Yeah, I, I, I'm unsure, mate, to be perfectly honest. Um, Curtis just wants to fight. He just wants to fight, yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, well. I think he goes all right, Curtis. He must go all right. Mm, if he's prepared to take on a big fella. Mm. Well, he's, weight. What was he? He said all these blokes wanted to bash yeah, me while I was on the field. Mm, Where are they now? This. Yeah, I, saw, I read that as well. <laughs> oh, the bees. The Brentford, 1-0, 25 minutes gone against Manchester City. Uh, you can take a dollar eighty-seven city in live betting with tab loss. Get on, <laughs> that's a good price. Three eighty for Brentford, three seventy the draw. Jared Daffy from Tab's got more markets for us. How are you, Jared? Morning, boys. I think they were around about a dollar thirty-two before it kicked off, weren't they? I know Brentford were eight dollars. Yeah, yeah. I think City were about it. Yeah, I think they might have even been shorter than that. Mm. But uh, Brentford around the eight dollar mark in that market, but. Uh, I think Australia will be a similar price to what Man City were heading into their one day today, if we well, get on the park, because it yeah, sounds well, like the even, weather's ordinary. Yeah, I've been just listening to that, and uh, yeah, no, they're even shorter. They're pretty similar price to what they were in the first two matches, a dollar thirteen. The West Indies at six. Uh, there's always interest in the high bat, I suppose. Uh, the issue with that, or well, it's not an issue. It's it's a trick. If you um, think it's going to be a shortened match, you're probably better off backing those. Up near the top of the order, Steve Smith, the favourite for Inglis and Cam Greenman at five, Fraser McGurk, 5.50, Labashane, six. We've got Matthew Short in there at 10, but it sounds like he's not going to play, doesn't it? And for those who think Sean Abbott can uh, can aim up, sounded pretty confident, $26. Lance Morris today, pup. You like him? Well, he, I'm saying know, washout, not a ball bowler. Yeah, you're probably right. I'm going completely against Laws, knowing nothing about the weather in Canberra. Loz knows everything about it, so I should be backing you, but I'm saying not a ball bowled. You're saying not a ball missed. I've just checked the weather forecast. Yeah, mm. and? Possibility of 45 mil. <laughs> well, if you uh, heard that, the that's weather... That's a lot of water. <laughs> well, if you heard the it'll weather... Clear up, yeah. though, it'll clear up, It'll clear up. Is there a bit of wind? Might blow yeah, it over. Very, very, yeah, well, Might go around the ground. Well, they said there's a light... <laughs> Southeasterly, and what I know about Canberra when they get a southeasterly, yeah, it washes the water away. Okay, well, we got a text here, boys. I'm in Canberra, they aren't playing today. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, what about the NBA today, Daff? It's been a few moves, Loz, uh, and a couple of big moves. Um, we've got Cleveland who are hosting Sacramento, uh. 
Cleveland, 144 out to 162. Sacramento, 290 into 235. That line's come from six into three and a half. Philadelphia and Dallas. When I looked last night, this was take your pick, $1.92 each of two. Dallas into $1.62 now. Philadelphia out to 235. That line, three and a half points. And the other big mover is the Warriors, who are away to Brooklyn now. Last night, Brooklyn were 173, Warriors 215. That one's now $1.92, take your pick. So plenty of games on today, but plenty of big moves as well. Uh, the Asian Cup semi-finals, which, uh, yep, even though the soccerers are out, are obviously still going ahead. <laughs> Actually, before we get to that, uh, I don't know where they plucked this one from. It might be a uh, public holiday in New Zealand today, perhaps, because there's an A-League match on this mm. afternoon, our time. Watangi Day. Oh, right. Is it? Tell us about it, yeah. Loz. Yeah. Watangi. They're treaty. Okay. Oh, right. Yes. Okay. Well, 2 yeah. o'clock. 2 o'clock the Savo. <coughs> Wellington, $3. Draw, three sixty. Uh, Central Coast at $2.20. And the Asian Cup semis. Well, the first of these is on Thursday morning at 2 a.m. Jordan, six fifty. Draw, three ninety. South Korea at $1.52. And then Friday morning. No, Wednesday morning. And then Thursday morning, Iran, who have been $1.90 into $1.70. Draw three forty and Qatar at five dollars, but it'd be fair to say the interest has dropped off the Asian oh, Cup, hasn't it? Well, Loz has taken a particular interest in South Korea because of the mail he gets from Seoul. Mm. And what's the latest oh, in right. the camp there? Loz? They're not a happy camp, really. No, they're off the coach. Disharmony in the group. Okay, and we know what happens when there's disharmony in a group. Mm. They don't win. They beat the Socceroos. Mm. Well, you can go one of two ways, I explained last week. <laughs> oh and they went Unlike you to the winning the way. <laughs> they went the winning way. Mm. Unfortunately. What are we going to do with this World Club Challenge, Wigan and Penrith? Well, oh, I don't know. Um, I mean, it's not far away. Uh, the Sunday, the 25th at 7am, but we put the market up oh, nearly two weeks ago and it hasn't moved. Um I think people are treating pretty cautiously with this one, Mido. $2.60 Wigan and um, Penrith $1.50 a line near four and a half points. That's pretty much all we've got up at the moment. Obviously, we'll have all of the player exotics, etc. as it gets closer. But no, not a lot of action right now. Wigan's a bet there, Loz. I know it's Penrith. I know they're champions. But let's face it. they'll be Their season will have started or just about started. Mm. Penrith probably will be similar to how they started last season, off the back of, again, players playing right until the end of November. Two words. Nathan Cleary. Mm. Okay. There you go. We'll leave it on that note, Jared. Thank and you. just quickly, a um, little bit of a rally in the last 24 hours for Kansas City in the Super Bowl Monday. Uh, 210 into 205. San Francisco $1.77. At the moment, we've got 319 markets open. With all the novelties, including Taylor That's Swift it. markets, halftime markets. Who do you like, Daff? Uh, Kansas City. Yeah. Well, I have to now Mahomes. because um, when uh, when your host there, Mr. Middleton, tipped San Francisco as unbeatable at $5.50 a couple of months ago, I actually took that. So, oh. uh, so I can back the other side now Beautiful. and not lose. Beautiful. It's a nice place to be. Yeah, it is. The Join hedge me. for profit. All right, Jared. thank you. See you, boys. Welcome back to the Big Sports Breakfast. We have Bjorn Baker coming up shortly to check in on his stable ahead of the Autumn Racing Carnival. Uh, Brad Davidson won't be long after that. Michael Zarafa 
coming up in just over half an hour's time as well as we look ahead to his big world title fight coming up in Vegas on Sunday, March 31, our time. Uh, just some results and, uh, well, it's still 1-0, by the way, in the Premier League in the 37th minute. Brentford have a shock lead over Manchester City as it stands and it looks like the Bees have a corner at the moment. Uh, it's nine corners to two, City having nine, of course. They've been laying siege to the Brentford gold in the early parts, but conceded one on a, on a, off a defensive lapse after around the 20-minute mark. Uh, now, some cricket results yesterday, and, well, India won the second test at home against England by 106 runs to even that series. Jasprit Bumrah. Player of the match, 6 for 45 in the first innings, 3 for 46 in the second. England made a good fist of their chase, though, chasing 399 for victory, rolled in the end for 292. Uh, So in their second innings, it was 73 from Zach Crawley, who top scored lots of 20s and 30s. Uh, Down the order, Folks and Hartley both got 36. Uh, So they made a decent crack at it. Went at 4.21 and over, but India just had that too big a lead on the first innings, uh, which uh, helped them home there. They head to the third test next week, the 15th, in fact, is when the third test starts. And New Zealand have South Africa in a lot of trouble at Mount Maunganui. New Zealand posted 511 in their first innings, and South Africa with six debutants, including their captain, this weakened squad, they're four for 80 in response after 28 overs. Uh, Now, today in Canberra, we're hoping it all goes ahead. Australia and the West Indies in the third one-day international. And uh, a text here from Cole who says, Hey, Loza, Canberra has already had 32 mils of rain, but check the radar. It's clearing and nothing on the horizon, says Cole. Well, Cole's on the ground there, so I've got to take his word. There you go, Mid up. What did I tell you about well, Canberra? Well, there's some varying reports up. here. Unless the ground is waterlogged, there's no rain later today in Canberra. Love Another it. text. The weather is violent in Canberra today, says Swaney from Newey, but we learnt last Good drainage, year though, Mido. Good cover system, unlike your racetracks around the country, but we use covers. <laughs> so once it stops, don't worry. They'll mop it up in an hour. The super sopper. Mate. Whatever it takes, good covers, super sopper. So you're agreeing good with drainage. Now, I'm saying there'll be there'll be I don't cricket know, on today. I've got no idea. I've just heard that the forecast was horrible for both Canberra and Sydney this morning. Yeah, and Sydney they've said the same. They said majority of the rain will be done by midday, and then it's clearing up. So Looks if like Ca- it's clearing up out there now. If Canberra's the same, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That yeah. ground has unbelievable drainage, like just about all the grounds around Australia yeah. now. But and that have mate, the grounds going to be pumped and ready to rock. They'll do whatever they can to get some cricket. They'll be playing cricket today. So hopefully they do. Trust me. Yeah, I hope you're right. Trust me. (laughs) You'd trust me, wouldn't you? Well, would you? Honestly, would you trust me? Depends what with. Depends how you say trust me. The way you just said it, no. (laughs) (laughs) I'd trust you. If you said it earnestly. You sure? If you gave me the look. You'd trust him with what? You're giving me the look with that look, that sort of (laughs) smirk. (laughs) (laughs) How many people in this world would you trust? He, he, finds, In all honesty. he finds it hard to trust oh, himself. Half a dozen. <laughs> you got half a dozen. No way. I wouldn't have half a dozen. No yeah. chance. No. I've got a mum, a dad, and a sister. There's three. The rest, unfortunately, my dog passed away, mm. so I've only got three. 
There's half a dozen. There's a lot of people. Uh, yeah, I'd say half a dozen. Yeah, well, you've got a good circle of mm. friends. I'm talking friends more so than family, but you've got a good circle of friends. My mates would give me up straight away. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Trust with what? Yeah, that's, depends. Uh, depends. Yeah. That's the question. What are you trusting them with? That's... <laughs> Keeping a secret? Well, I haven't got secrets like you have secrets. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, you have good I'm secrets. I've got many. <laughs> you know, yeah, just I'm about all mine. Your secrets are very, very. Uh, well, I hope they're safe with you two. Mm. <laughs> oh, it depends. I've let a few out once. I've had six mate. beers under oh my belt, my and my mates, God. when they start asking me about you. <laughs> 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 there uh, you go. Can't uh, trust him at all. Lozer, uh, mm. one of uh, a listener f- of the show, uh, who's a Mad Raiders and an L Daily fan, yep. Jason Fisher from Oberon. It's his fiftieth birthday. Yeah, happy birthday, Jace. I hope you have a good one, mate. Have a few skewies today or on the weekend. Um, I believe you're a bit of a handy footballer too back in the day. So, happy birthday, mate. Hopefully, one day I'll get to catch up with you at some. Uh, some place, but if if you ever see me around, make sure you come up and say good day. Good on you, Andy from Bathurst, texting us uh, about Jason from Oberon. Uh, I'm guessing an Oberon Tiger in his glory days, which was C Bellamy's club on the shore. Yeah, Billy Ake was from up there. Yeah, uh, actually, I think Billy Ake. Well, it's, it's unbelievable. Got to be careful because Portland. Yeah, Portland, just outside of Lithgow, but it, it's it Portland play, to Oberon. He yeah. did play for. Well, they're different towns. They They're are different towns, so I'm unsure of... I, I, I know he was a mm. foot in both camps. Right, okay. Is that like but me I'm, calling you a Wagga boy? Yeah, don't ever go there. <laughs> yeah. Don't ever go there. <laughs> same, same. No, it's not the same. <laughs> I know, we've had this conversation. I know, I know. Him, like me saying you're a Bondi boy. Yes, no. Well, mate, Liverpool's hey? nowhere near Bondi. <laughs> Uh, yeah, okay, I get the point. <laughs> well, joining us now, our favourite Taranaki boy, Bjorn Baker. Bjorn, good morning. No, that's my wife. And I used to be a much more... <laughs> I used to be much more trusting until I moved country. <laughs> in the fair department then, Bjorn, how many mates, not family we're talking, how many mates could you absolutely trust... With a secret. 14 years ago, unlimited, now none. <laughs> Welcome to Australia. Oh, dear. Oh, That's what we love, though. We love giving each other up. Oh. Yeah, nice, a nice, warm, sheltered studio there this morning, lads. It's not too bad, actually, buddy. Yeah. It's, um, we're staying once, out of the rain anyway. We're not sweating. <laughs> Normally it's 50 degrees in here, so yeah, it's a nice feeling. Uh, let's get to the serious questions. Uh, how fearful... Yeah, heaps of horses available, Bjorn Baker. Very cheap, you feel like you're making money. They're selling quick, they're being quick. I'll tell you, you what, though, mate. Actually, yeah. I'm on the market, Bjorn. I'm on the market to have another, uh, have a bit of fun. Oh, let's have a conversation, please. Oh, oh, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> Right, He's talking about a different market, yeah. though. <laughs> oh, are we talking? And you're, talk- and you're married. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't talking horses. <laughs> oh, dear. But how fearful are you, Bjorn, of Foxy Cleopatra this, this campaign? Oh, she's actually, she's very good first up. 
What do they call it? The T train. T train. The T bus. Got, got her flying. Uh, Put it this way: you're a nations woman. We're not yet looking over our shoulder. Uh, but I, I don't think anything will change. No, she's actually a pretty good filly, so uh, we'll watch her with interest. Uh, well, let's Mia. let's start with your stable star overpass. When will we see him, and what is the plan? As I guess you're heading towards the quacker again, aren't you? Straight off to the quokka. So, actually, Josh Parr sat on him for the first time this morning, and he was like a, uh, a yearling colt. He was carrying on. He's full of life, so we couldn't be happier with him. Um, and Josh was thrilled just with how he felt. So, he'll follow very much the same path as last year and um, have a couple of trials, maybe a gallop between races before heading over to the quokka. So, um, looking forward to getting back to Perth. Of course, a $5 million race now. I think it was fairly successful for Perth last year, the whole concept, the the dogs, the trots, and um, the horses. So uh, looking forward to getting back over there. What are you doing with Osmosis, mate? Will he run, or is he going out to stud? He's a racehorse. He'll run. He'll run, run. yeah. Um, But it's interesting you say that, Laurie, because if... If he doesn't quite measure up, as as we know he's capable of in the autumn for for various reasons, he is a, a very, 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 uh, uh, I guess, um, he, he's got a good home at stud. And um, so you've got to be mindful of that. There's always sort of uh, his post-racing career to think of. So he's going super, though. He had a gallop this morning. Um, he's going to go to the Galaxy Stakes on Golden Slipper Day. He'll have a couple of trials before going there. But I think, if anything, he's bigger, stronger, better. He had a good break after the Coolmore. And I wasn't surprised that day. I thought he, he was a, a super chance, what he'd been showing us at home. And, and he lived up to that. Uh, infatuation, this filly, a nice win on the weekend. Have you found another race for her yet? Yeah, she'll go down to Caulfield in the Vanity Saturday week. And, um, yeah, she's going super. She's a bit unlucky in the Magic Millions race. Um, she's a, a well-bred filly, and, and uh, getting black types the key because that will cement her value post-racing. What about Cabalas, this three-year-old Colt, last start winner, uh, nom for the Eskimo Prince Stakes on Saturday? Yeah, can he win again? He, I think he can. He's a he was a million dollar yearling, so he's an absolute quality horse. He looks a million dollars too. His, his work this morning probably wasn't the best he's done. I think the wet track wasn't ideal for him. We had plenty of rain overnight, so um, he will go. He'll be a big chance in the Eskimo Prince. Just to watch on the track. If it's a good track, the better the track, the better its chances. You mentioned Renaissance Woman. What sort of your plan with her this campaign? Yeah, she's uh, going to have another trial, and then she'll probably go to the Millie Fox, but a race uh, like the Cornwall Stakes, um, and then maybe a couple of the big races over at Randwick, possibly a race like the Doncaster or the Mayors race, the Cornwall Legacy. So a couple of good options for her. I think she's going better than ever. Ran really well in the... Um, she won on Everest Day, of course. Sounds like one of your owners on our text line says he has a vested interest in, this is Hutchie from the Heights, Line of Fire. Where do you think Line of Fire, this three-year-old gelding by Dundee, can get to, which has had a couple of trials? Yeah, it was the last start. He came a very good second at Flemington, and he just he actually pulled a muscle behind. So he's a little bit behind where we would be, but he's going to trial on Thursday and then um, hopefully look for a race after that. But... I think once he gets up over a, a bit of ground, he could be competitive against some of the better staying three-year-olds. You got a 
well, you've got a couple of runners uh, nominated for tomorrow at Warwick Farm. Is there something there that you like? This is like the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to find a winner for our <laughs> listeners, <laughs> Burn. Right, uh, I can't get a breath in. Anyway, I like a Peter Ballerina. I think she'll... She'll appreciate the wet track. Uh, she's going well in James McDonald rides. And um, then I think Thunderlips and, uh, is a good chance in the last. He doesn't mind it wet, and neither does Shalale. So uh, it'll definitely have the cut out of the track after the rain this morning. And your bank account details? Yeah. <laughs> Just give us this week at Warwick Farm, you know that, the classic, mm. English classic. There'll be 900 quality thoroughbreds under hammer. So if anyone's coming out, make sure you come and say good day. It's going to be uh, all action. And give us another horse or two in your stable, Bjorn, to keep an eye on over this carnival that you're especially looking forward to seeing at the races. Oh, I think I mentioned them all, didn't okay, I? I thought I so. Just thought there might be a hidden um, one there we don't know about. Oh, well, I think Stepping Magnetica was very unlucky on Saturday. She's a really promising filly. Um, I thought a more victorious is going super to. He's a horse that will, will keep progressing. Oh, I've got a fair few others. I just can't think off the top of my head. There's a couple anyway. Uh, another text here. Ask Bjorn about running into Webby, the Warriors coach at New Zealand Races a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, we go a long way back, me and my mate, and uh, we're very confident with the Warriors boys. Uh, we think uh, they're primed to the minute, eh? I think they're going to be pretty hard to beat, fellas. Jeez. I, I, well, there's nothing stopping them. They should improve. But it, it, Webby's a, he's a mad horseman too, isn't he? Yeah, he loves them. Yeah. No, it was good fun catching up, and uh, no, it was interesting. They, uh, no, I think they went really well last year, so maybe this year is the year. Might be the year for you too as well, Bjorn. Well, you had a pretty good year last year. So he's flying at the moment. He's flying. Uh, mate, you have a great carnival. We'll check in soon. Thanks, guys. Great to talk. Brad Davidson, good morning. How are you? Yeah, morning, Jared. Morning, everyone. How are we, guys? Very well, thank you. Let's wrap what we saw at Rose Hill on Saturday and your take on our Cobra Sun, which uh, broke the track record there. Yeah, he stood for about 30 years, guys. So, look, he uh, he's a really progressive horse, isn't he, there for Angela Davies? I know they absolutely flew along early and that track was playing very fast, but, uh, gee, he just cruised into that race like he was going to win... 600 metres out and never ever in the straight looked like he was going to get beaten so um, he answered that 1200 metre query as well some people said you know we had to prove it and obviously some felt he would and some felt he wouldn't run the trip and uh, there was no issue whatsoever with the six furlongs for him so it'll be interesting to see what they they do with him now and, and what they target but look he just keeps going through the grades and a horse that uh, really the sky's the limit so uh, terrific win there on Saturday and um, yeah, a horse that's definitely going places and probably one of the finds of the, the summer so far in, in Sydney racing Can I ask then Dave, how were you uh, assess him when you're rating him for his like next start, just going on time and you think the track might have been you know, playing to his favour, like a fast fast track, how do you go about putting that into your assessment next time he races? 
Yeah, well, obviously I use a lot of ratings laws and he'll come up very uh, well in the ratings simply because of that overall fast time and the, the fast speed. I'll bring him back a bit off that because the fact that they went so fast early. So I always think that um, even the ratings that I get, sometimes they get a little bit over sort of overplayed simply because of that, that fast speed means they're going to run a fast time overall where, you know, a lot of the times when they walk early, um, they're not able to run fast times no matter how fast they sprint home. So, look, I'll bring him back a bit, but saying that he'll, uh, he'll whatever race he goes to, I'm sure he's going to be pretty short in because, um, you know, it was such a dominant performance. He's ticked that 1,200 box, and I think it's fair to say, you know, you look at all his early racing, it was all over sort of 1,000 metres and, and uh, journeys like that, and I think he's you know his best journey at least is going to be 1,200 metres. So... I think that last performance is definitely his best, but it's also the first time he's got to 1,200 metres in his career. So it's pretty exciting for him, and um, no doubt he's going to be hard to beat, but he's going to be probably hard to find as a as a genuine bet for me because he's so dominant there the other day. The bookies are going to put him up nice and short. So, um, yeah, it's just going to be a case of, of having to sort of watch and, and see, if, uh, yeah, see if you get the right sort of price, I suppose. Lady of Camelot will be hard to beat in the blue diamond. It looks like the Waterhouse Bot Stable are going to split some of these two-year-olds up. They're going to have to, aren't they, Jared? Uh, they've got so many of them, and um, we know that Storm Boy's still probably the number one seed when it comes to the Golden Slipper, but gee, Lady of Camelot there on the weekend was, was super impressive. I mean, went within, I think, 0.2 or 0.02 of the 1,100 metre track record there, and uh, for a young horse to be able to do that's quite phenomenal, and but was backed off the map, backed as if unbeatable, and the market got 100% spot on, went straight to the front, and maybe hit a soft spot there at about the the, the, the sort of 350-metre mark, hit a bit of a flat spot. But uh, as soon as we thought she was under pressure and, and going to struggle, she just absolutely burnt away. And uh, I think she clocked the best last 200 split of the race after leading, which is quite phenomenal. And her overall time was so much faster than the, uh, than the boys in the Canterbury. It's not funny, so... Look, her time was terrific. Her strength through the line was great. I don't see 1,200 being any issue. And the only thing for her now to do is to back that up and do it again. Um, but she'll get every chance to do that towards the Blue Diamond. So, you know, right in the top of the market there with the Blue Diamond alongside horses like Coleman, who was super impressive there in Melbourne on Saturday. Um, and, yeah, look, she was she was simply scintillating and um, exciting to see. I think she's probably the one to beat at this stage in the Blue Diamond. Talking about down there in Melbourne, what did you make of Jimmy Star on the weekend? Yeah, he smashed the clock, Loz. His time was, was that of a group-quality horse. Um, obviously got an invite to the All-Star Mile, which is no surprise considering how easy he won there on the weekend. And, um, yeah, look, he's just uh, you know a horse that's just gone from strength to strength ever since arriving in Australia. But that win on Saturday is definitely that of a carnival horse. And... I think he's uh, heading to the Group 1s. Uh, I'm pretty confident of that. And, yeah, look, I'm not sure what they'll pick, but I'm guessing the All-Star Mile. And then onwards after that, wouldn't be surprised if we see him in a Doncaster, if he can make his way into a race like that. But uh, very, very exciting prospect. And the time he ran there on Saturday was uh, off, the, off the charts. What are we following out of the meeting? Look, there's a few to follow out of the meeting there. Obviously, the, the sort of the... Uh, Obvious ones are Lady Camelot, now Kobe's son, but I thought um, Steffi Magnetica was another one there in the last race. Had no luck whatsoever. Probably should have gone close to winning the race. Just um, went to go for a run at about the 300 and couldn't get through, and the jockey, or the horse and jockey almost came down and then got to the outside and rattled home late. So, look, 
our Kobe son, Lady of Camelot, and uh, Jimmy Starr, probably the, the obvious three, but uh, Stiffy Magnetica, I thought, was um, yeah one of the hidden runs of the day. Any forgives or any bins on the weekend? Yeah, not so many uh, any sin bins, but definitely a few forgive runs there on the weekend. Um, a girl's best friend. Sources had absolutely zero luck its last two starts. Should have won both of them, clearly. Um, and Robusto was the other one there. They should have won on the weekend. Just got held up till about the 150 and flashed home, but it was all too late by the time we could get out of that pocket. Baller pulled up lame. Majority pulled up lame, and uh, Conrad, unfortunately, bled, so he'll have the three months off. So they were the uh, forgive file there out of uh, Saturday. Thank you, Davo. Have a good day. No worries, guys. We'll chat tomorrow.